Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Right now, I am seated in Minneapolis, and we are, what did you call it, down in the dungeon? We are down in the the Wooddale Dungeon, and we are together again. We're the band. We're getting the band together. Let's go. So I have in front of me the beautiful Lisa Holt. Thank you, Rachel. It's so good to be here. It's so exciting to be with all of you. I'm thrilled. You're just beautiful, and your eyes really do shine the light of God. So Lisa Mm -hmm. Holt is with me, and Stacia Christensen, and she is just a gem in the kingdom. And I got to meet her mom and her daughters at an event, and she is an effective one in all these ways. So I want to bless you in a second. But I also have beside me Serena Denison. Hello. Yeah, And we are Denison. Deniston. Deniston. Oh, boy. That's not not even as hard as in a way. But anyway, and we are all back together again. Yes. So what I want to do is let you people know, you real dealers out there, that from my perspective, I was so grateful to get to be part of Heart Set Free. It was a conference that we did together. I want to uh, just begin at the beginning. Yeah. So you guys tell me a little bit about the background or, Stacia, what was going on in you when you approached Lisa or whichever way it was. You guys tell us a little bit about what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I was super privileged to be on the receiving end of just a request from our, one of our Bible study leaders, Lisa, that she had an idea, and that's where great things start. Mm-hmm. And so we just had a coffee. About, I think it was a three-hour coffee then. <laughs> it wow. wasn't a half a cup of coffee. No. Um, and she just said, I am inspired by a message of knowing that we tend to live with an Without just, we have our own expectations on life, but should we instead and could we live with an expectancy in God mm. and on what God has planned for us? And then we just, it went from there. It really did. And we started talking about the fact that at least one of my observations as a Bible teacher is that so many times women get stuck somewhere. Stuck. Something hurts them, something breaks in their life, something goes wrong. And they cannot get past it. Mm. And Stacia, we started talking about what would it look like if we could bring them together Mm -hmm. and give them the spiritual motivation to just raise their hand and say, I want out. Mm. I want to be healed. I want want a next step with the Lord. And we just started talking about what that would look like. Mm And then partnering, we decided there were a lot, a lot of these needs. I think we just in a moment's time came up with probably eight or ten categories of needs and decided to partner with our pastoral care ministries. Mm. So it involved um, grief share, family grace, a place at the table, which is for our widows and widowers, family grace is for if, you, if you're coming alongside families that have a member in their family that battles mental illness. Uh, the what else did we have? The women's ministry table in general, so they could come and sign up for a Bible study for a next step. Yeah, celebrate and recovery celebrate for people recovery. who are dealing with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting Indeed. the better of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we started making a list. Of course, everyone is on board, and we had those as partners throughout the planning of this that we knew throughout that event, if we simply said, if you're ready right now to let go of things, we're ready to receive them, and we welcome your, you just walking into the next room, and someone's going to be ready to love on you. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I really I really like what you just said. I didn't even know that maybe that was said in the literature, but if you're ready to let go, you're ready to receive. Mm-hmm. And that's that stuck piece, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I'm not done being stuck, or don't tell me I'm stuck, or whatever. But when you're ready to let go, you're ready to receive. So I'm looking back at the little uh, flyer, and it was in February, but it said a special conference designed 
to challenge and encourage through dynamic speakers, inspiring and engaging music, and next step resources. And I do think it's important to give people a next step. Whether it happened that day or not, they know about Grief Share, and they know about Celebrate Recovery, and they know about those kinds of things. So I just honor both of you for going and running with an idea. Because so often we talk about stuff and we never get it going. So I'm assuming you don't do that with Stacia. You do it when you work with Stacia. <laughs> if you work, all with your ideas <laughs> turn into life. Yes. Okay, she's the life giver. She is the yeah. manifest queen. When no, you think it, it will come out. That's yeah, good. I love that about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a lot up here, and then yeah. it needs wheels. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we celebrate that in you. For <laughs> sure. No, we do. Yeah. So you guys got talking about that expectation mm-hmm. versus expectancy. We did, and that is a big deal. Once you mm-hmm. get that set. It really carries you. Mm-hmm. It really does. So what was it that challenged you about that? Wanted you to think about it or make it be... Because it's not called that. was no. it called that. I, I think it was just the idea of the stuck thing and, and how do you change your mindset? Because when you're stuck, you begin to tell yourself messages that, you know, this isn't going to fix. And yeah. I'm kind of here. This is it. It is what it is, right? We've yeah. all heard that expression. And you start telling yourself lies. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you go Preach. back to expectancy is when you know there's something to ask for. Yes. yes. So if you don't have a place to go, ex- the stuck thing becomes a plateau that you can live on, just like the man I talked about in the Bible, and yep. mm-hmm. you know who lived on that mat for 38 years paralyzed because he believed in his heart that that was his new reality mm-hmm. forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's the definition of stuck. We don't see an out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't see a God that will get us there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm. go. Right. So a clearer vision of who God is and what he can do is Amen. important as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to just take a tangent for a second and yeah. just focus on you, Lisa. Yeah. So in your talk, you don't have to give the talk right but what was the reason that you knew or what was the reason you wanted to be part of heart set free and why is that for you what part was ever stuck in your life well I had been through two very significant deaths when I was in high school I lost my dad and then when my son was in high school we lost him and so I was a teenager who lost a parent I grew up to be a parent who lost a teenager Mm -hmm. and in both of those deaths I had to come to the place of saying God can you rescue me? Because this is painful. Yeah. And as much as the first one was hard, the second one was over the bar. I didn't know I could hurt as bad as I did when I lost Ryan, when my family lost Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then having a husband who was grieving and daughters who were grieving. And it was such a per- just such a profound thing physically, spiritually, and emotionally that as I saw myself becoming rescued through Scripture and through just the kindness of God over years and years and years, I wanted other people to know that this wasn't unique. Mm-hmm. Right. This was there for them, too. And I know that people have different things they go through. But mine was pretty obvious to other people because people in our church knew that Ryan died. Yeah. And so they knew who I was. And they could see me walking through this and seeing that I was getting better. And I will tell you, I've met with a lot of grieving moms, and some of them don't. Yeah. They just become so paralyzed in pain. Mm-hmm. And I know that isn't unique to grief. That can happen with all kinds of trauma. But boy, oh boy, if we don't walk it out with the Lord, it can define us instead of refine us. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Very good. That's so good. And stuck Mm -hmm. isn't just physical. It's in the mind. And once it's in the mind, you can't have the physical Mm -hmm. changing because what we believe. It's what you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, I really honor you for just the way you shared your story. You didn't have to go into detail that day, but we all understand. Yeah. Loss is loss, and stuck is stuck. And so yeah. instead of don't be stuck, 
mm-hmm. you were saying, I was stuck and I no longer am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which right. that's also a message mm-hmm. that helps people. They don't feel like you condescend to them, but you say, I relate, but I, I don't stay there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that was the message. Like, let's, let's help find the resources for you in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, you guys were in Lisa's talk. Is there anything that was a grain of truth for you? Or, you know, it doesn't matter what it was, but what did you feel in the room? What was happening in you personally? Anything like that? Yeah. Did you, oh, yeah, for Serena. sure. I, I think one of the things that really stuck out to me is um, Lisa's intentionality mm. and her genuine heart and her mm-hmm. spirit. And you as a listener and as somebody who's receiving a message from someone, when you can sense when they're genuine, you can yeah. tell when they're intentional. And it was like as she kept sharing, the women were just leaning in. And this the rawness of her sharing her heart of going through that loss, but then being able to use that to help others, which is very biblical. The Bible says that we're going to go through things, but we count it all joy. Yeah. And then also we're going to go through things, but that's so that we can help other people get through. You yeah. know, And I think of the scripture passage from First. Peter 3.15, always be ready to give a reason for the joy that's within you and the hope that's within you. And that joy and that hope doesn't come from life being easy. Right. It comes from going through challenges. It comes through going through things when the enemy literally takes you out at the knees, but you having done all to stand, you stand, even if it's on your knees. Right. You know? And so it was just, it was a powerful message that Lisa gave and it was encouraging to me because I'm like, man. You know, because as a mom with two girls, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through that. I was so encouraged to see her like, you know what? I know who I am. I know that I'm a daughter of the most high God. And I know that he's given me the strength to get through this. And I want these other women in the room to fill that with him. All things are possible. Right. So that was really, I mean, powerful. Yeah, it was really good. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, what I didn't do is I didn't have each of us say, like, I'm Lisa and I married it because I wanted to start. Because I'm thinking, oh, did I mess up here? No, I feel like what brought us together is who we are in Christ first. That's not right. Not just that there were women or yep. not just that we, you know, are married or mm-hmm. any of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like kind of neat that we're just diving right in here mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Um, Lisa, so, Lisa happened to speak right before our lunch break. Yes. And I was in the session listening. And I feel like in those seasons of grief or burden, we tend, even our posture changes, yes. like we can't breathe. Like we're just squelched. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you gave per- people permission to go, like I can right. breathe again. And we're going to work on this. But it just, it was right before lunch. And so I feel like that's what the collective feel was like, mm-hmm. <gasps> we're going to take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, just yeah. we're not, we're not burdened by that. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there is a friend of mine in the fourth row, and she had lost a son maybe a week earlier. Oh, my And I kept looking over from my pew to see how she's doing. I've interviewed her on the podcast, and she's just amazing. And she loved her son, and he was amazing. And I kept thinking, is this too hard? Mm. But number one, I know my friend. And number two, I knew Lisa's message. And I could just feel the, uh, you don't have to, this doesn't have to define you. Like, are you literally a child of the Most High God or you're a mom that lost a son? Because she also lost a son, just mm-hmm. like Lisa lost a son, mm-hmm. right? And, and, I, and I was just like kind of relieved that it was hard. <laughs> it's like you can't erase the hard. Right. But it was truthful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you knew this, Lisa, or if you could feel it. But like Serena said, there was a part where, I don't think you even needed to look at a note or needed to figure out what the scripture was or what the next slide was. There was a moment where you were just, this is me, and this is what God has done in me. 
and I'm going to tell it. Mm-hmm. And that was the holy moment for me mm-hmm. it was because that was so authentic. Like, I, I want to help anybody, but I also want to be able to relate to you that it doesn't always erase the pain. Right, but we it's like a spiritual amnesia. You still have the story. You don't remember the exact pain anymore, or something. You know that kind right. of. Right, but I appreciate what you said because the fact is, you don't erase the pain. It comes back yeah. super easy. Yeah, yeah. it comes mm-hmm. back every time there's a song or a vision mm-hmm. or yep. a memory, mm-hmm. and it comes back all the time. But it comes back different because when it comes back, you know it's been healed. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's a softer comeback. It doesn't have that tsunami roll that it had the first couple of years, where mm-hmm. I could everything could knock me over. Yeah. Now it's like a gentle breeze. It doesn't have that same sting anymore. Yeah. You know, oh, death, where is your sting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does sting in the beginning, mm-hmm. but eventually it softens because you know the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right, Serena, mm-hmm. you also spoke, mm-hmm. and uh, you just, one of my favorite things was the moment where you were having us dis- declare scripture. Yes. Because that's yeah. powerful. Tell me how that is in your life and why that was important for you to include that section. Yeah. So uh, vital. Oh, absolutely. You know, I really believe with all my heart that the word says there's power and there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And I believe that, that what we speak is what's going to come to Amen. pass. So when we see something that doesn't align in our lives with the word of God, we're supposed to take that and make it captive. Yep. You know, and sometimes you need somebody to come alongside you and help you with that. Sometimes, you know, you don't think of... Oh, okay, I'm not feeling well today. Well, I'm mm-hmm. just going to go ahead and get my rest. Instead of like thinking, well, I'm not feeling well today, but that isn't a line for what God's plan is for me today. So I'm going to speak healing into my body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use wisdom if I need to, to get the rest that I need to get. But I'm believing by his stripes, I'm healed. Amen. You know, and so when the Holy Spirit placed that in my heart and infused that into my heart to have these daughters stand up and declare what my promises already are. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, the, if, if I could just paint a picture into the spiritual realm strongholds broken right Mm -hmm. you know yokes Mm -hmm. lifted burdens lifted yokes destroyed you know and that's it's it's a powerful thing because the way that god wired me as a daughter in the army of the living god very military minded and i'm all about ephesians 6 and sometimes we have our weaponry and our armor sitting right next to us, but nobody's ever encouraged us that that's actually for up. us. Pick it up and put it on. Yeah. You know, fight the fight of faith yeah. and know that you're not fighting alone. Yeah. I mean, we're not in just some random army. We're in the army of the living God. Yeah. You know, and so having that moment and hearing all of our voices unified mm-hmm. and declaring over us who God already says we are I mean, is powerful. Yeah. So, powerful. so good. Yeah. I-, I wanted to tell two things. I've heard a pastor say, if you want to change the scenery, change your speech. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, and, and the problem is in the Christian life or in church life, there's this, no, we can't talk about that because that sounds so like word of faith movement where I want to drive a Ferrari. It's not. Mm-mm. Let there be light. We're mm-hmm. still finding universes because once the word went out, it continues to have effect. Mm-hmm. I'm just blown away by the fact that we don't speak what we should be speaking. We don't say what we, because we're so afraid somebody's going to think we're name it, claim it. Are you kidding me? If he named it, we get to 
claim it. No, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we ha- don't have to be careful, but we need to start saying it. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference, and mm-hmm. it makes a difference that it, faith comes by hearing yes. and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So if I've actually spoken the word of God, now I've heard it. So I've increased my own faith. David strengthened himself in exactly. the Lord. It's like you go, well, wait a minute. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. even my own voice declaring what God says. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really big deal. So yeah. if you want to change scenery, change your speech. That's right. Say something. Yeah. So, okay, so right after mm-hmm. we had this, that same, like, next day, you've been declaring things, you've been talking about things, you picking up your armor, talking about the shield of faith, and then do you mind telling us what happened to you right mm-hmm. after? Yeah, so um, just a few hours after the conference had ended, um, I was, my husband and my oldest daughter, they were on a mission trip in Egypt with um, our associate campus pastor from our church. And so it was just me and Eva. Okay. And that's the youngest daughter, and she's nine. And we had a fun mommy-daughter date plan yeah. from all of America. Yeah. So we go to Mall of America, and a few hours into that, all of a sudden, my phone is just buzzing, buzz, 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 buzz. But I'm like, okay, I'm spending time with my daughter, so I'm not answering right, this right, right now. Right. I'll get to whoever it is when I get to them. So we get home. And uh, she, she was getting ready for bed, and I was like, I probably should check my phone. I checked my phone, and I got probably one of the worst text messages I've ever gotten in my life. And it was a friend that said to me, did you hear that our pastor died? And I thought it was a sick joke. And I was like, somebody can come out from behind a corner, or a curtain, and say, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be like, that was really not okay, but it's okay. he's still here. Um, and what had happened is that afternoon, uh, my pastor was, he was with his family and he said he wasn't feeling well. And he said he was going to take a nap. He got up from his nap and still wasn't feeling well and collapsed. And his wife, who's in the medical field, administered CPR right away. Um, but he didn't even make it to the hospital that they wanted to make, uh, get him to. And he passed away and it was in a very quick time span. Yeah. Um, and having that happen and, Having my husband and my daughter, the other, the other half of my family, be halfway around the world was, it was hard, but knowing that they were with our church family and they were going to be able to be together yeah. was beautiful. And then having my nine-year-old see her mom mm-hmm. be raw and vulnerable and grieve mm-hmm. and weep uncontrollably from that was just precious. And God just met us right where we are at yeah. in our house. And he was like, I know you're hurting because I kept saying, God, Why? He's only 53. He's impacted thousands of lives. I thought for sure he and I would be racing each other to the finish line and competing for the 120 years. Yeah. You know, but I was like, I don't understand. And I just kept hearing God say, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And at that moment, I had to make a choice to trust him, even not understanding you know, and that was when that depth of when Philippians talks about that peace that surpasses all of our understanding, guarding our hearts and our minds. And Jesus Christ really took a different, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole new perspective for me because I've never walked through a spiritual father figure in my life passing away. All of them are alive and well still today. And so it was quite a shock and quite a blow. Um, but it was just like coming from our morning, mm-hmm. walking into yeah. that, it was like God was preparing that love and that outflow that I feel like, yes, I came and I brought a message, but seeing all those sisters and seeing their hearts and hearing you and hearing Lisa and Stacia's heart for this and all of us coming together, that's what true unity in the body of Christ is. And the love 
I mean, I was overwhelmed with phone calls and text messages and God showed up in all the details of that week. Cause I had other speaking engagements yep. that week yep. and I wanted to crawl into a hole and just weep and cry mm-hmm. and like take time mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. And I tell people this, and this is where I love it because it makes me laugh every time. Cause pastor Anthony was one of my biggest champions mm-hmm. and he's just got this hearty mm-hmm. Australian yes. accent. <laughs> and I could hear him when I was like, when I was saying, God, I just want to take some time for myself. All of a sudden. And I heard that voice, Serena, now you listen here. You keep doing what God's called you to do. You don't stop. And I was just like, yes, sir. So I'm getting, I'm getting the Holy Spirit. Then I'm getting Pastor Anthony in the other ear. And I'm like, well, I got to keep going. And by God's grace, amen. by God's grace, you know, and again, sitting here today by God's grace, because the the grieving, it ebbs and flows. Like I had a meeting today with another dear friend of mine who's actually on staff at the church and we were talking about memories and again, the tears came and it's okay to have that. And that's the encouragement. Like when we go through things, it's okay to let those emotions healthy, to let those emotions out because stifling them and keeping them inside is unhealthy spiritually. It's unhealthy physically. It's unhealthy emotionally. It's unhealthy mentally, but we have to be surrounded by people that are going to be with us and just meet us where we're at and let us have those times together, you know? And so by God's grace and we're all doing, we're doing a lot better, but it's going to take time. Yeah. It's going to take time. Yeah. So, you know, and as you were saying that I was thinking of, you know, Isaiah said of Jesus, that he would be a man of sorrow, yeah. well acquainted with grief. Yeah. And in times like this, aren't you so glad to know that? Yes. Mm-hmm. He is so acquainted with your grief. Yeah. And he's meeting you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gave you grief to respond to the love you had. Because Amen. You only grieve people you love. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't so grieve true. people we don't love. Mm-hmm. We that's may true. feel bad. We may have empathy. Oh. But grief mm-hmm. is a response to love. Yeah. Amen. And that's why your grief is deep, because your love was deep. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What yeah. an honor for him. Yeah. 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 And you know that that day that we were together, I don't know if you remember, but I had this goofy um, picture of my son and my husband yeah, together on like an Instagram post. Yes, like how much we look like the father, and hopefully we love like the father. And, yeah. But I believe that when we're influenced by somebody, we also carry a piece mm-hmm. of how they are in their DNA. Mm-hmm. And Anthony is with you in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he because is. Because he's impacted you. And now you carry something mm-hmm. that he carried. Mm-hmm. Because it says that the great cloud of witnesses are around us mm-hmm. and they're present. And we don't worship them like we worship angels, but they're just as mm-hmm. much here as we are right here. Yes. And it, the one translation says it's as if they're in a grandstand cheering right. us mm-hmm. on. Yes. So the very fact that you've heard that is, is not made up. That means there's a part of his destiny, his impact on the kingdom that now is carried through you yes. and all the other people. Yes. So it's actually a multiplication process, it is. which is hard when somebody's gone, but they, mm-hmm. the other people carry a piece of them. So I kind of yeah. see that picture of my son and my husband and now mm-hmm. I see Anthony and you and like whatever you carry that he had you go for it girl mm-hmm. you go for Amen. it mm-hmm. and with that boldness that he had because you already are bold but now that's an exponential like Elisha well, Elijah. now you have an Australian accent <laughs> yeah, yeah it's cute it's our event was so yeah. intergenerational and I don't know if I had the opportunity to share with you that when I looked at the roster of attendees I could tell their ages for their mm-hmm. registration right. so we had women that were 85 and then all the way down to my have my daughter because my family was there and she gets to come along we didn't market yeah. it to young women right but she's 12 yeah and she took the most notes of my family it's not typical that you'll find a 12 year old with six pages of notes from an event like this <laughs> wonderful and and defining the word pestilence 
which was in your time. Amen. That's so like, good. That is, I was so encouraged by knowing next year it's young women through the generations. I love that it was an intergenerational event and we get had such positive feedback from such an intergenerational yeah group, so. yeah good you were telling me a story just before we started recording Stacia about some of the feedback and what one of the comments were please oh. share that that was really cool mm-hmm. well one of the things that was a privilege for us is we have our prayer director here at church and she rounded up a, t- a team of 10 women that were just on tap for prayer just prayer warriors are here to pray for you they were surrounding the building and then there for people and one of the women was sharing afterwards that a lot of the re- prayer requests that day just happened to be physical Mm -hmm. so I I am needing needing prayer but it's just because my back's been hurting it was a lot of physical Mm -hmm. ailments Mm -hmm. and then she said throughout the morning the picture she felt she had was that she was looking in on um, an operation like or just like looking over an operation room and then at the end of the event the Lord told her it was an open heart surgery in the worship center oh and you <laughs> right yes yeah, and she cool. was just glowing telling us that that's what the lord said is happening in this worship center is mm-hmm. an open heart surgery mm-hmm. and until you if you were I, and then i took it personally in a different way if you're having a surgery you might be laying on the table but nothing's going to happen until they open you up. Right. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. were like fertile for opening ourselves up for him to do that surgery. Yes. Right. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say there's um, a tendency to have false humility and it's killing the church because we don't want to say what we carry in God or who we are. But if there was open heart surgery going on and if God used all of us to do whatever he asked us to do, can any of you think of a moment where you'd go, I know God used me in this mm-hmm. part of the surgery anything mm-hmm. if we, if it that's a strange question that's fine but it just came to me so yeah let, let me offer one Go, thing yeah. and it, 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 it and you don't know this Rachel I didn't get to share this with you the very next day on Sunday I came to church and went into the sermon and our pastor preached on the very same passage oh, I yes. preached on wow on the yes. paralyzed oh. man that was funny. and he preached about do you want to get healed and I was just sitting there shocked and aghast and excited, and I didn't know how to balance all the emotions. But I know this. That was a message for this church yes, for that weekend. So, yes. sisters, if you didn't get it Saturday, <laughs> you, got you got it, it on Sunday. Sunday. Right, right. And I, in that moment, you thought that them. I was part of God's work. That's that right. is yeah. what I thought. Oh, and you yeah. were. Because you he are. wanted to make sure. It was like the doublement twins. We did the Amen. sermon twice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it was a sermon so for our church. And so I just felt so thankful to yeah. be part of that. That's, That's so good. So good. Yeah. That's that really, so really good. good. When we want something emphasized, we say it over and over and over. And if God's teaching you something, it's on the radio, and then it's a song lyric, and then your girlfriend tells you, and then you read it in scripture and then it's in your prayer you know yeah. so that's that's really cool <laughs> yeah it was and a surprise i think that also like you said god wants us when he wants us to know something it's repeated over and over you know which mm-hmm. reminds me of like that luke passage that i talked mm-hmm. about you know love the lord your god with all your heart all your mind all your soul all your strength and it's so interesting that mind is used twice because sometimes we don't understand that the breakdown of the soul is the mind, mind will, will and emotions, emotions. Mm-hmm. so if we take that and we pull it apart because we know the battlefield is in the mind is where the the thoughts and everything comes and the enemy comes at us. There is a reason why, again, Ephesians 6, what's the first thing we're told to put on? The helmet of salvation. Because when we know we're saved by grace, then those thoughts that try to come and bombard, we can just totally, completely bring them into sub- to submission. You know, and that day for me, 
And it actually was like at the end, you know, we stood up there for the time of prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, sometimes people, when the, when you're available for prayer, sometimes people are kind of not quite sure because God has really done something in their hearts yeah. and maybe they're surrounded by other people and like, oh, if I come up there, people are going to say what's going on with her or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, which again is another thing of the enemy. But mm-hmm. I had a young lady come up and ask for me for prayer that was going through dealing with um, a very, very tough, sticky situation in a relationship mm-hmm. that also involved a son. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were needing to get out due to some abusive stuff. And so she asked me to pray for her. And um, and we just went into prayer, you know, and I just asked God, what do you want me to pray? Because those things are so hard yeah. and so difficult when the law is involved in it. And then you got the people and all the different outside sources. So we just prayed. And then it was just a couple weeks ago I was here leading worship. Mm. And she came up to me and she said, do you remember me? And she was holding her son. Oh, oh. praise God. Do you remember you prayed for him? I have him now. I have him now. And I said, praise God. And this sweet little two-year-old. And I just was like, thank you, Jesus. You know, and and I don't know how that is all going to end up, but God knows. It's not for me to know. It's just for all of us. When he asks us to do something, be obedient and do it because he's the one who gets the increase. Mm -hmm. He's the Mm -hmm. one who gets the glory and the honor. It's not on our shoulders to carry to make sure that everything works out great. Right, right, right. You know? It's on, it's on God. That's his right. thing. He takes it upon him. So mm. good. So good. Yeah. Stacia, how did you feel that day when you saw all the emails, all the phone calls, all the people, <laughs> all the volunteers? How was that for you when it came together? Mm. The reason I think this is kind of funny is you always talk about events before they happen. Right. We don't always get to debrief, and it's right. just kind of neat to see. Well, like, what the, were you thinking? Ironically, I would say it, was, it, it had a, clo- a a closure exactly how we envisioned it because we you know we had to swing a few doors open and we felt like they gently kind of shut on us okay. throughout this process which is just the protection of the church and making sure we're heading in the right direction but it was months and months and months of this vision of what came to a culmination of just yes like yes and god was so gracious with all the details and it it felt lovely and feminine mm-hmm. and i loved that about it and just mm-hmm. In fact, Pat, who worked with us to create the design of the event, we we're just like, this is exactly what we pictured from the from the beginning. It just mm. came to completion, and God was so gracious. It's mm. so good. It's so good when that happens because mm. it's it's part of you know commit your plans to the Lord and they will mm-hmm. succeed. So you have to plan sometimes, but then for it to to see it to see it happen and to be part of it, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's gratifying and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you shared it with your mom and your daughters and mm, yeah and so treat. many women yeah. so many women sister and an aunt too oh really all just came together let's pause a second if you are enjoying the real deal with rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it i appreciate your support all right back to the real deal you can send out the invitation send out an evite screenshot the the invitation we had in person and do all that and you, and you never know what where it's going to land with people to attend but yeah fairly last minute an aunt came my sister came my mom didn't even know she was going to come until mm. the thursday before both my girls but then i invited quite a few women that i knew i would be backstage with y'all yeah <laughs> and uh-huh. i couldn't be not necessarily right, right. in the worship center so i was like shoot i invited her and she's now sitting alone but that event so beautifully ministered to to people, I think anyone that came alone 
felt whole and just so whole and complete, like, oh, I could absolutely be here alone and be ministered to and not feel like, oh, I'm all alone and they have their clusters of girlfriends. It wasn't that way. Every woman, I think, just felt surrounded. Mm-hmm. So good. That. Mm-hmm. So good. It was so cold outside, but it was <laughs> really warm inside. Like, yes. literally, there was a warmth in the women. There yes. was a lot of uh, chatter, Smiles. you know, in a good way when it was time mm-hmm. to chatter or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was very, very good. Uh-huh. Uh, let, me, let me take a different tact for a second and just ask, in what way is God still working on you or still setting your hearts free in any way from anything, small, big? I would say for me it's really been um, trusting his timing okay, and not my own. Yeah. Um, in the position of leadership I am with Steiger, I lead the Minneapolis team here, and it's really in the beginning stages of building the team. And uh, God spoke to me, and he gave me the vision of what he wanted the team to look like and who, how we were supposed to reach people that would not walk into a church. Okay. And the vision that he gave me actually was last year back in Germany when I was at the annual gathering that we have in Krogus, Germany, at our center. And he had me stop in the middle of worship, and he goes, look around the room, and what do you see? Because the gathering is people from all over the world that are part of the missions organization together. And I said, Lord, I see a beautiful representation of your body, tribes, mm-hmm. tongues, languages, nations. He goes, that's right there in the back door, right there with for you in Minneapolis. There are so many yes. that mm-hmm. need to hear who I am. And Serena, this is how I'm asking you to lead this team. And he goes, I know it seems impossible, but with me, all things are possible. And so the Serena and me goes, oh my goodness, okay, well, I got to start getting this stuff done now, and I got to line this, and I got to da-da-da. And he was like, whoa, 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 Hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, when I sent the 10 spies to go look into the promised land, how long did it take before they got there? And I was like, oh, good point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he goes, and I'm bringing you back, and I gave you the vision, and you're not the eight that that looked and said, oh, this is too big. You're going, oh, if God is for us, then who can be against us? And he goes, so now I've set that in front of you, but now you need to trust my timing. And I'm going to show you little by little of what that's going to look like. And so just a a great example of that, at the end of this month, we have an opportunity to engage with youth and young adults in the Ethiopian community in St. Paul. And I'm really excited for that. Because that's an open door of what God is. Yep. That's a piece of the vision. Yep. You know, but I couldn't imagine, like, if I were just to try to go in my own time and do everything, then everything gets completely unbalanced. My husband and my children would be like, we never see her. She's right, always right. going to do all this stuff. And how is God going to be in the midst of blessing that if I took what he gave me and then try to run with it in my own mindset mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. depending on step-by-step, day-by-day, the voice of the Holy Spirit and him just guiding me and mm-hmm. how I should do and yeah. what I should do, yeah. how I should be a servant. Cause really leading is serving, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so the big thing of trusting his timing, he's yeah. not a God of hurry. Amen. So he is definitely free and continuing to free my heart and trusting yeah. him in that. So good. Set yeah. free. Yeah. From any time. Well, from expectation again, yes. to living with expectancy that it'll be his timing for how yes. it unfolds. And if we do it on our own, we have to continue it on our own. Oh my but gosh. when we take his timing and whatever, it's yeah. it, it's not that we don't work. 
it's just a different it's his yeah. his yoke his yoke's easy his burden's light rather yeah. than now i got to keep this machinery running because oh, it was right. my idea to do it in this day and this time and mm-hmm. whatever how about either of you lisa or well, then Stacia, there's the burden heart. of your perceived expectations yes. of you from others mm-hmm. <laughs> and i um probably one of my favorite experiences is being in devotion just being in a devotion time and at the end of this particular devotion that i like there are often three reflective questions okay and there was this one where it said Ask God how he feels about you. And that's the, my biggest thing in the last couple of years is resting in his presence. And so the question was, ask God how he feels about you. And I obediently put down my devotion, and I just closed my eyes. And immediately I thought to myself, oh, what, a, what does he think of me? Um, he's telling me that I'm telling him, take a ticket. Get in line. You have this going on, this going on, this going on. Take a ticket, as if I was kind of saying, not now, but later. And I was like, I felt guilt for that. I'm like, I know there's so many things, there's plates spinning, and I feel bad for that. And then I was just paused, like stopped, and said, that's not what the devotion asked. I'm like, well, yeah, it was, what, what, do, I th- what do I think he's thinking of me? And I looked down again, it was not, what do I think he's thinking of me? It was, ask him how he feels about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. So I put it down again, and immediately I felt like I was just falling into this love sack, like this just orb, this just beanbag. And he was saying, I don't think that you're telling me to take a ticket. I love you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just those moments don't come unless you're resting in his presence long enough to hear from him. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's a heart set free to be loved. And and knowing that that transformation comes from doing nothing, yeah. but letting him just transform you mm-hmm. by loving on you, mm-hmm. being washed over him and mm-hmm. his washed over you and with his love so, oh, good. so good it's lavish by the way lavish yeah. lavish <laughs> yes he loves you so much so he good. loves you so much so, so good amazing. how about you lisa any i mean yeah i would say that um the first person that came up to me after the event asked the question i least like to be asked and, and? That is, how did your son die hmm. oh, yeah. and i don't really like to talk about it and i'm not going to right now but i feel like whenever i share there's this sense of entitlement on other people's parts to ask things that I didn't offer. Oh, yeah. And so I came home that night, and I'm like, Lord, i got to take this captive again. Mm. This is my story, and I shared what you asked me to share, and I was obedient, and now I have to take that part off the table. And I want you to know that since I've done this, three people have asked me that question. Mm. This is very rare for me to be asked this many times. Yeah. But I think the Lord is saying to me, do you trust me? Okay. Wow. Do you trust me? Yeah. I will redeem these things. You don't have to answer, and you don't have to be in charge of how this works out. Mm-hmm. But it is fascinating that I've had that con- that question that's hard for me because it just involves too much language and, and, and not people that know me that get permission. Everybody doesn't mm-hmm. have permission. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just felt like the Lord was kind of reminding me, I'll be in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be in charge. And he'll mm-hmm. let you know if you're supposed to say. That's right. right. I said you exactly what I was supposed to say yeah. that day. I felt real peace about it. Yes. Good. But literally 20 minutes after I stepped yeah. off the stage, someone came up to me, you didn't tell us how your son died. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And she almost pointed her finger at me like she was scolding yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And I thought, no, this the, won't the be thing any is, conversation you and I will have either. It, yeah, mm. it, can, it can actually make it, uh, oh, I'll toss that out then. It doesn't have to be applicable to me because it was this. You know what I mean? When it's right. somewhat general, right. then it may still have to affect you. So right. in some ways, that's an okay thing just to keep it general like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Is. Because yeah. some people are like, well, that, no, but that doesn't mean me. 
Am I explaining what, what I'm no, trying to say? No, you are. Like, I hear you I totally. take a pass because I don't have to change, or my heart doesn't because hers right. was this way. Okay, change tact real quick. Yeah. You guys know, or maybe you don't know, but it wasn't part of what I shared that day, but I really do have a mantra, don't compare, don't compete, celebrate. And comparison is a robber of joy. I think women get stuck in it, and they, I just I can't handle it. Number one, you are an original. You're a poem. That's right. You're a masterpiece. Just be you. And then uh, don't compete. I love it because when I actually give a talk, it's funny because people think, oh, I'm competitive. I'm, listen, if I'm at a baby shower, I want to win the gift. I'm competitive too. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about you don't have to compete for God's love. That's right. His lap. That's right. His listening ear or his lavish goods and resources. Mm-hmm. Literally, you mm-hmm. don't because he's got enough. He's God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mini sermon on this, but then celebrate. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate others. Celebrate God. Celebrate God, others, yourself, whatever. Just that. The reason I want to mention that is it is my mantra. It's in my soul. But I feel like we did it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we didn't compare and we didn't compete and we celebrated. And yes. I felt like we felt that on the Zoom calls and we were for each other. I mean, can you guys, like, totally. expound it? Because partly oh, yeah. it's, like, my ministry and it's my mantra. But tell me how that felt because I think it's essential for women to get here. And oh, it's yes. part of how I want to be – I want to – affect and infect anything I'm ever a part of. Like, listen, it'll only be better when we celebrate mm-hmm. others' giftings. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell how that felt or what was going on in you, even when you are doing our Zooms. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the biggest things for me, and I was actually just talking with a group of young ladies today, and I said, confidence attracts confidence. And I said, and for us as Daughters of the King, it's not confidence in like, oh, I look good and all yeah, this yeah, yeah. stuff. It's confidence in knowing who we are in Christ. Amen. And at the foundation of that, there's a reason why it said, and the second is like this, love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. And the only way that you can love yourself is by knowing how deeply you are Amen. loved by the king. Amen. And that he sent his only son just for you, for me, for me, for me. He is not limited on the love right. that he gets to overflow into our Amen. lives. Amen. Because he looks at each of us and he says, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to use a scripture passage um, that says, there is therefore no, no condemnation. But I say, there is therefore no, no competition for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because also the other part where it says, the hand cannot say to the foot that I don't need you. Right. We all need one another. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that the enemy wants is for us to awaken and come alive with that understanding. He wants us to look and go, oh, I wish I looked like her. Oh, I wished I had those clothes. Oh, I wish my body was like this. Or I wish that. Because if he can get us deterred from actually seeing that we are all created in the image Mm -hmm. of God, then he's done his job. And so there is something that's powerful when you're standing next to a sister who knows who she is in Christ, because you can, you can take background that the enemy's stolen. You can advance. You can say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. That is, it is in heaven. And then we get to pull alongside the sisters that don't quite know yet, that don't quite see by doing life with them and showing them like we did that morning, Yeah, you know, and it's not that we're trying to say we have it all together because Lord knows we don't. I'm still a hot mess. No, the one that's got it together though, right? Right? We know the one one who does. Mm -hmm. And so there's just something powerful with that. So we can just get Mm -hmm. our sisters and all of you who are listening to this, just understand how deep the father's love is for you. Amen. That creates that freedom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, There mm -hmm. is such a synergy even on the Zoom calls, and I think that Mm -hmm. overflowed that day to a spirit of unity. Yep. Just throughout the whole worship. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was good. No, I was just going to say, I remember on the first Zoom call, you said, I just want to hear what my sisters are hearing. And that just opened my eyes. I'm like, I love this. Like, we're all just, we just started sharing. Yes. 
And that was such an open invitation from you, Serena, but it was also a heart that, like, I know what I know. I want to know what you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. the next couple times we got together, I just had your attitude, like, all right, I know what I know. I want to hear what you right? know. I want to hear what you know. Right? Because it's all what of a sudden you've got this synergy, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Don't listen to make this about me, because i got to find out what all of you know. Mm-hmm. And let's share. Mm-hmm. And there was just such an open spirit. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. I loved it. And that's the true celebrate, where I'm only going to be richer for it, because I've now opened myself up to what you have, yes. and what you have, and what right. you carry. Right? It's it's yep. It's... It leads into a scripture I wanted to read, but um, masterfully. <laughs> okay, so it is from Romans number, yeah, chapter 1. I'm going to read a few verses, but 11 is the one that I really want to talk about. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So when Serena said, I want to know what you know, she was saying, I want to be mutually encouraged. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to tell you I know what I know and I right. carry what I carry. But he said he wanted to impart to him some spiritual gift to strengthen you and that you would be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And this is Paul talking to his mentee, Timothy, mm-hmm. or saying to the others, I'm going to send this to all of you, and I could be looked at as the one that carries it all. But I want you to know, whatever I carry... I want to give it to you. Yes. And then whatever you carry, you speak it back to me because mm-hmm. that's that we're both going to be better. Right. Mm-hmm. Similar to what I was talking about with Pastor Anthony and you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just that. a continual thing. So I don't know how this will work, but I just kind of organically want to say um, whatever you carry, it's not wrong to know what you carry. And let's pass it on to each other. And those of you who are listening, grab it. Yes. Take it as your own. God is not saying, no, that's not for you. You're disqualified. He's got glorious riches in Christ Jesus, and he wants us to carry these gifts, impart these gifts, so we're mutually encouraged. So have at it. I, I definitely want to encourage each of you. I want to impart to each of you, but don't be ashamed of what you carry. It's from God. You're actually, you're actually framing the masterpiece picture when you go, this is what God does. Uh-huh. when he did it in me, and uh-huh. I want to give it away. Uh-huh. What do you carry? What do you yeah. carry? Give it to us. Oh. Okay, here I am. Yeah. I'm putting my hands out. I'm going to get some from Serena, people. All right, here we go. Package. Here so, you go. So I remember for a while I would think that the way that God wired me was like a little extra, mm. you oh, know, yes. because I I am passionate for Jesus, and I want people so much to know how incredibly valuable they are in the eyes of God and how he created them. Mm-hmm. They're not a mistake. Amen. They're, we're not an accident. We're not random occurrences. It doesn't matter how we came into this world. He said even before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. Yep. And so with that mindset, God gave me this vision. Um, it was a couple years ago. And at first I thought it was meant for just how I was you know, going to be walking into my leadership position with Steiger. But he was like, no, this is for the whole body. Mm. And especially Serena, you need to tell my sisters because sometimes sisters don't realize that they're also warriors in the kingdom too. It's not just the men, Amen. but he's called us to fight as well Roar. too. You know, it makes me think of, you know, Wonder Woman and all yeah, the yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, so, um, he gave me this vision and in this vision, I saw this military camp and there was units in each of these camps and all these units had soldiers and they were all combat training, but their weaponry was 
similar in each unit, but even if you got close enough to look at how the swords were made or how the shields were made, they all had different imprints on them. And that was how God has built all of us. So some of us, he's given us like, you know, it talks about the prophets and the teachers and Mm -hmm. then all these different things. So it's like these units represented each of that. But even within those, those weapons were still customized. And then as he called us forth to go into battle, you hear this big booming voice from the commander. And he was like, okay, I'm calling this unit to go into battle. But when we went into battle, we didn't go in just like this one line walking forward, but we went in, there's a term called the phalanx. And it's an old term used like in, in um, Greek and also Roman military uh, actions. And it would be almost like, like a turtle shell, the shield wall. Mm -hmm. And there was different ways and they would go in and this shield phalanx was completely unpenetrable. Mm -hmm. But when it came time for a soldier, soldier to step out that soldier went to combat that enemy because they knew this soldier has these type of skills to defeat the enemy and they would go and they defeat and they'd come back into that protection mm. and that's how God showed me the body of Christ he's like I'm calling all of you to go into battle because it's a spiritual warfare we know we're not against flesh and blood I've given you all every weapon that you need and you've got to come back and train mm-hmm. yep. but then when I ask you to go out you have to go yep. and know that you're not going alone and then when I call you to fight, you've got to trust me. You can't second guess yourself and say, oh, I'm not so sure. Is this enemy too much for me? Mm. No. Go in, defeat the enemy, and then come back it, back into that protection wall that and I have shields. for you. That mm-hmm. lock shield. Yep. And so it was just awesome because literally if you guys could see what I saw, all the weaponry was so incredibly beautiful and all distinctly different. If you've ever seen Lord of the Rings yep. and you've seen how like even within each tribe, all the weaponry, like it looks similar, mm-hmm. but if you get close enough, there's different details. Mm-hmm. And that's for all of us as his daughters. Yep. We have all been thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. And we prepared beforehand by Christ Jesus that we would walk in it. So people could see those good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Because it's always been and always will be about Jesus. Amen. And when we understand that, then there's no hesitation when he asks us to do something. Mm-hmm. We just have to walk it out in obedience. Awesome. So, so you're releasing your passion. Amen. Right? <laughs> You're releasing your passion to everybody who wants to pick it up. Yeah, and yeah, reminding right. us to pick up our armor. And and you make me think of that afternoon when all the dust settled and we were back to our own homes that you texted and had that sh- tough message about Pastor mm-hmm. Anthony. Right. I felt privileged to, c- to come alongside you in withholding armor. Exactly. And you yeah. wanted to lean on our armor, really, yes. in that moment mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. feeling protected. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Stacia, release oh, something that you gosh. carry. Uh, it's lots. Gosh, I don't know. But I, what comes to mind, I just recently shared in a staff devotion about, if you, if you have ever seen the movie, um, the live action movie of Cinderella, the one that just came out a few years ago, okay. it's live people. And in that movie, it, this is my reminder to everyone to rest in his presence because mm-hmm. I do believe that we radiate when we're, when we're resting in his presence. Mm-hmm. And you shared with us that message that day that we most look like him. You know, mm-hmm. when, we, when we're mm-hmm. with him, most will look mm-hmm. like him. Yep. And mm-hmm. similarly, it made me think of the Cinderella movie where in the movie the prince and Cinderella are coming to the ballroom. And she's nervous. Like, she's just a peasant girl, right? She just is like, oh, my goodness, I'm not worthy. And he's dancing with her. And pretty soon she realizes the whole ballroom is looking at them. Mm. And she said nervously, she's like, everyone's looking at you. And he just was smiled and he just looked at her and said, no, 
they're looking at you. Come on. And my takeaway, and I don't think this was Disney's intention for the takeaway, <laughs> okay. but I put a face spin on it to say we radiate most when we are closest to the king. Amen. And mm-hmm. it's true. And she looked, she looked radiant. Mm-hmm. She just looked radiant mm-hmm. in that moment. And it's, it was because she was closest to her king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the reminder too, that is so worth carving out time in mean, busy motherhood season, yep. whatever it is, it might mean getting up earlier than you care to, or, but resting in his presence you will be able to be yeah. more radiant. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I receive it. Good. That's so Yay. good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Lisa? You carry a lot, girl. Well, thank I'm you. wanting some of it. Come well, on. I know. Let's go. I think for me, it's always been God's word. <laughs> I have it been in my heart since I was a child, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful to be able to say that if they took my Bible, I could probably get along okay because mm-hmm. I can sing it or, oh, or say amazing. it. And it is something I try to teach the women in my Bible study. You know, you just have to take his word. You got to learn it. You got to hide it in your heart. You've got to make it so important to you. It is your field guide. Mm. It is your Google map. And it is Siri when her voice is silent. But it is the Siri for you. You know, you look in God's word. Is Everything is there. Everything we need for life and godliness so is found in scripture. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, with an advertising background and coming from an advertising family, we do everything in 30 seconds. Okay. This podcast is very long. Um, <laughs> very long. Seconds, right, very long. But um, one of the things that I learned that God taught me through all that training is that he has patterns and you can begin to see them and put them into soundbite clips. And I think that's kind of how I started teaching because I could see these little snippets and sew them together and make a lesson out of them. Mm. But it was here and here and here. And so I have had fun quilting with God's Word. That's so good. You know? I mean, good. I think that's what I've done. No, last summer, I was had privileged to share in a Bible study with Lisa, and she said the words that in one lesson, we have to know the Word of God. or they will, they will be taking our Bibles, and they will be taking apps off our phones someday. And women were like, that seems so crazy. Within weeks, we were hearing about that in, in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. And it was wow. literally like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot if you've hidden it in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm really, 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 really excited that you guys did this. Oh, really excited. This privilege. has been so good. So whatever I carry, I want to mm-hmm. release to you guys. Yes. I want to release a faith that is not conjured up, Mm. that is not strived for, Mm -hmm. but that is abundant. Mm -hmm. I want to release hope that is in God and in God alone. Mm. I want to release the joy of the Lord that's your strength. Mm. And I want to release a love for others because you're so loved by God. Mm. Because I feel like I know it. I've known it from my daddy and I know it from my Abba Father. And so whatever I carry, that's just the straight up, I don't have to strive, I don't have yes. to perform, I just get to be, I release that to you. Mm. So in mm. Jesus' name, in Jesus be name. blessed, be Amen. blessed. Thank you. So those of you who are listening, thank you for being on The Real Deal, listening with us, and thank you guys for being on The Real Deal. Thank what you. I mean. yeah. Yeah. So I had Lisa, and I had Stacia, and I had Serena with me, and who knows, maybe you will each do something where I can dive into who you are, or something about your background, or whatever, but I did want to do this collectively, because I've never done it before never done it before yeah so thank you guys for coming and bless you and i just want to close god thank you for these ladies i thank you for what Mm -hmm. lisa carries and i bless it in her lord i thank Mm -hmm. you that you have met her in a place of grief you're the one who's um 
a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I thank you for Stacia, and I thank you for what you're doing in her heart and the way you've helped her to put wheels to things that are only ideas in other people's mm. minds. Lord, I thank you for Serena. I thank you, Lord, that you give her pictures in her head, that she's a seer, that she's a feeler, and that she's a knower of the, what you want her to do. And I just mm. ask that you'd continue to um, enlarge her territory and bless her. Mm. And for those listening, God, I just thank you for what you're doing in the world, what you're doing as you're advancing the kingdom. And I just want to piggyback on what Serena said, that you've given each of us a voice. And so whoever you are right now as you're listening, roar. Mm. It's in you and out of your belly, Scripture says, Mm. rivers of living water are going to flow. So use your voice and let the water flow. And we Mm -hmm. bless you. And wherever your heart may be chained down, God's a chain breaker. So we say be set free. In Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. 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 You guys, thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) All right, we did it just in time, right? Save it. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 